day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. We're back with episode 67 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie. And Jennifer. And we are back discussing 505 of the Rookie and 104 of the Rookie Feds, also known as part two of the crossover. Yeah. Um, There was some news dropped on Friday by deadline that the Rookie Feds now has a full season order. So we're getting an additional order of nine episodes to give us like a full 22 episode season. Um, And a little tidbit was that the additional nine episodes comes just three weeks after the show premiered and after the news about like the Rookie Feds doing so well with ratings. So that's fun to see. Hopefully this just keeps going in the positive direction with like maybe a season two maybe moving over to sunday nights like who knows so mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely i was like happy to hear that just because yeah. like things like you said are just going well and so i yeah hope it continues definitely. i don't know for me i was like didn't they already have a full season but i don't <laughs> know because to me i thought well it's a spinoff of an already popular show so whether yeah. like a full season like whether season one did good or not like they would just you know give them a full 22 episodes but guess not so yeah, yeah that's exciting mm-hmm. that was a good way to start the weekend mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i like how they like used um like from the pilot episode like the clips or whatever like yeah for, like the reaction yeah that was just like perfect like Nisi as Simone like doing yeah like it was too too good honestly I mean I'm not surprised that the rookie feds got an additional nine episodes and I saw something going around on Twitter well and by going around I think I mean like one person had shared it um (laughs) and I think it was from like the spoiler tv articles where they like do the you know prediction or whatever of like who's getting picked up for another season and who's not and oh. obviously, like, we're only five episodes into The Rookie, so, like, it's still too early to tell. Yeah. But it said, like, season six is, like, possible for The Rookie. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, it's well. it's way too early to tell. I mean, it's yeah. doing it's doing well. I mean, right. like, it had a big jump in, um, like, ranking, I think. Yeah. Um, for, like, the Sunday night cable programming. But, like. It's still too early to tell. Yeah. But, like, I mean, seriously, like, The Rookie is just really strong this season. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, every episode, I feel like yeah. we're, like, a broken record at this point of just saying, like, this was such a good episode. And, like, there's a lot going on, but it's still just capturing us. So, captivating mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You know? It was, like, I mean, like, this episode in particular just, like, had, like, a little bit of, like, everything and, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, like, enjoyed it. Although I didn't enjoy seeing, like, my favorite characters, like, in peril. Yeah. Or pain. But, like, it was just good. Like I said, it had a good good balance of everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm weird because I like that, but then also, like, I don't. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a catch-22 because, like, I love seeing, like, you know tim and gray do stuff that they normally don't get to do whether that's getting hurt or like kind of just you know going into a new situation but like i also hate it because i don't want to see tim on the floor being like i can't move 
I don't, I don't really want to see that, but you know, this is where we're at. So, yep. but yeah, it was an eventful episode last night and then on mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Yeah. So mm-hmm. should probably yeah. get into it because it's going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll obviously, as we always do, start off with the rookie. So this episode was aptly titled The Fugitive. <laughs> Um, and so we're going to start with like the, well, like the whole hospital being like on lockdown slash under attack is like interwoven with like, it's like a, like central. And then there's like character storylines kind of branch from that. Yep. But, um, so like the whole entire thing kind of it, like Bailey's ambulance patient is like the catalyst for this um because it turns out that he has a gunshot wound that she had like found while they were like en route to the hospital to like get him medical attention anyway um and I totally did not see this coming when like the guy like attacks her partner to like get his uniform or whatever and I'm like oh my gosh (laughs) I was literally I was like what the hell just happened because I was like well I don't know though because I was kind of I don't know not like worried that it would like be Bailey but just like you know because everything seems to happen to Bailey lately yeah Yeah. so I was like oh crap oh crap it's gonna be bit but it wasn't um yeah I thought it was gonna be her too and I was like really we just had her like dead last week so yeah yeah I mean of course she like had to find her partners like that was probably stressful um but still it was like it was just crazy I was just like okay didn't see that coming like because he just like jumped well not jumped off the bed but just like rose from the gurney and like took the tank and then just whacked like I was like wow like seriously and then he like kind of took his time like putting on the uh, paramedic like jacket and I was like okay really really and then he ran into the hospital anyway which is where they were going like I don't know yeah I just had a lot of like yeah oh my why gosh, but yeah <laughs> like, why in my head <laughs> like why did he run into the hospital I mean I guess because he did need the medical surgery but like was there a more was there more of a reason behind it was he trying to like it was so odd I don't know because like I mean okay well like one the guy was dumb enough to like leave his wallet behind so like then they find out his name like ASAP and then it's like he also like had there was like the bloody clothes that he had left too like when they were searching like before they before John and Selena like go to the stairwell or whatever they end up finding like the clothes with like some blood on them and I'm like really like did he think he was hiding it well (laughs) like I don't know it was just I don't know just it just wasn't very well I mean I guess it was a spontaneous thing to like do to do I guess but still it was just I don't know it just I had more questions like I said than um than the episode like allotted for I think uh, given this like just this storyline in particular um 
but yeah anyway so he like i said he was dumb enough to leave his wallet behind um in the ambulance like they know his name is rob lukowski and he's apparently also wanted for murder because he killed a woman earlier that uh same day so i mean i guess so he's like i'm obviously like on the run hence the title he's the fugitive in the situation but it's like again why run into a hospital because like mm-hmm. not only are there i mean i guess yeah for the medical supplies because like when like when the hospital is in lockdown and like john and selena are talking to the um like security mm-hmm. guard he's like you know okay we have you know so many floors there's like you know 600 you know beds or something there's like so many things and then there's also you can pretty much get medical supplies like anywhere in the building um so I guess that's a draw I don't know but just like okay and then the hospital's in lockdown right so then Mm -hmm. like how did Gray end up getting the same room as Tim and then like how like how did the rest of the LAPD like how can they even get inside like the main way like to bring Tim in in the first place you know I'm like well no they'd put they'd put the hospital on lockdown once Tim had gotten there oh they didn't I thought they were like like, kind of announcing it as he like came in I don't know but like Gray oh yeah maybe John was but even that Gray Gray still got in there yeah I mean I would assume just because it was an emergency and he's a cop yeah i guess i mean them being in the same room was just comedic gold oh my god it was so funny like honestly oh my god that's part. i mean one of the best parts oh my god it was just oh my god it was so funny and just like i didn't even i was so busy like live tweeting everything else that i completely forgot to like tweet like on our twitter account anyway Mm -hmm. of like gray's like you're still standing here yeah (laughs) yeah he's like (laughs) subtext like i need you to run back to the station right now for me it was when gray was just like rolling around in bed just like moaning (laughs) in pain i was like stop this is like pure comedic gold right here (laughs) because like we originally didn't know what was wrong with the poor man and then it's like oh it's food poisoning it's like awkward it was so good (laughs) it was so good oh There's so much more to we'll get into it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like I said, I have a lot of like questions. We aren't even like three bullets. No, we're not. We're just like, how does all of this happen? I just have so many questions. <laughs> well, because like I said, it's like a central like part of the storyline, but then it's yeah. like they rope like the characters into it because obviously, you know, poor Tim just wants to like stretch his legs or whatever, and he's just you know minding his own business, walking along, and then obviously there's. Rob has somehow like ditched the paramedic yeah. uniform and then is wearing um the green uh scrubs and obviously like notices the the gunshot wound like there's blood obviously on the shirt so then Tim's like oh okay I gotta you know like try to be the hero in the situation and I mean I get it like it's Tim is Tim you know um yeah. but still it was like oh my god it was just not it was not a like good scene the like oh my god just because like then like tim did, okay so like strike one like tim goes down and then gray obviously is like hearing the commotions then he goes out and then gray gets attacked too and i'm like what yeah <laughs> like what 
the, like Rob manages to like evade both of them like but what? also like when Gray fell to the floor and he like kept reaching I was like please there's another comedic moment and I'm not supposed to laugh right now but I am yeah, yeah. so good I just oh my god and I just yeah so like so like we said like Rob's like he's in the wind again um and then like I mean Gray I guess is the one that like got like he gets up and like is sort of okay poor Tim though my god but anyway so like I love how when I was tweeting though and I was like do you think I was like I I posed like a question I was like do you guys think it was a good idea for John and Selena to split up and then literally like two seconds later it's like well no it was not (laughs) well because it's like why would you like split up in the like like go down the stairs and like why would you split up in the dark like lower level anyway it's like why well and like he posed the question to her and like had her you know kind of like fight for it or whatever yeah he was and like, John's like like have her yeah, introduce it and i'm like yeah. no <laughs> and john's like yeah that's a good idea i'm like dude did you not learn from like two episodes ago when you like yeah. literally got in trouble for letting her do things on her own like okay yeah because he literally was like well it's not really procedure and i'm like okay i thought it was gonna stop there <laughs> yeah he's like but if you want to i'm like no I'm like, why are you entertaining this? No. Yeah, like it was just so, oh my god. Because obviously, <laughs> yeah, didn't go well. Um, because yeah. then Selena is like, she's like bending down to like, because she thinks she sees something and then gun on her immediately. Like she is like, so like just so like minding her own business again and then the guy is like literally just right there and so she's um like forced up forced out of well they're going out of the hospital um she was smart though to like flip I don't know if she like chain I don't know what it is because like I know like on there's like channels like different channels you can flip to on like devices like that so I'm assuming she like flipped it to the channel where like obviously so john could hear like where they were going um because they were going towards the like towards the ambulance bay um so they were like exiting the hospital so he could kind of get an idea as to where they were um and it i don't know i thought it was i guess not nice but just like selena was being nice in the fact that she was like rendering aid even though I literally has like is trying to like essentially like was going to kill her if she like you know didn't do everything that he said I'm like huh like I mean but she like she said she was like cops are you know like we're trained to do this even if you know people are trying to you know hurt us so um she's going to help whether or not she like wants to it's like part of her job so um what she well I mean she technically did help but then Selena being Selena has a trick up her sleeve like literally though like literal like magic um in that she quickly like because she said she was gonna like give him the antibiotic or whatever to like treat the thing Mm -hmm. and then nope she flipped it real quick and swapped it out for morphine so um by the time like john's there and everything 
she like manages to hop out of the ambulance shut the door and then just like they wait and then by the time they throw open the door he's like out like a light so it's like she made it work and you know she i don't know she just her interesting ways of doing things like actually like paid off this time you know like it didn't like it didn't get her like in trouble trouble yeah but it just it like saved the day kind of thing i also Um, love that john just continuously is surprised by her like like he kind of doubts like her ways or her thinking or whatever because even with the cold open he's like Mm -hmm. well why would she lie about her birthday month like yeah i don't know oh my god yeah he starts skeptical and then like is like proud of her yeah just love Mm -hmm. it i love her though so yeah oh my god the cold open was like kind of classic like Mm -hmm. rookie cold open because it was like mug well fingerprinting time i guess like fingerprinting they were obviously gonna do the mug shot and just i mean i just like how they continued it though because like obviously selena's talking about like the you know birth charts and star signs and all this stuff so it's like carrying over from like last episode which is cool and I mean, she ended up being right about that too. That like right. the, the girl was a Leo, so it's like she is lying. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, because John was like kind of surprised by that too. Mm-hmm. So I guess that tracks. Um, but I mean, I did like how we got a couple more, you know, kind of like vulnerable moments from her. Obviously, opening up about her sister more. Um, that's why she's not a fan of hospitals although I I have to admit my um like Chicago PD heart was like oh gee you want to know who else isn't a fan of hospitals Jay Halstead like that's what I thought of was like the 710 moment yeah so um but yeah Selena is not a fan of hospitals it's you know reminding her of her sister and everything that like they went through with that Mm -hmm. although she like sarcastic well I'm assuming it was somewhat sarcastic when like at the end of the episode when like she's getting like her own injury kind of tended yeah. to and John's like now you love him she's like, yeah I love him like yeah. so much like no <laughs> obviously yeah. not um but I mean yeah she's like she's handling herself well and like yeah. I feel like I mean I'm liking the dynamic so far between Same her and John so I think it'll work and I'm excited to see well obviously we're both excited to see more of like Lissette yeah. like when are when are we not um yeah. so also can we just change that guest starring to starring oh, like please just add her in with the rest of the cast please yeah. I mean we're only two episodes well like three episodes I guess and yeah. two having Lissette on the show but like let's just let's make her regular like right now yeah she fit right in yeah so yeah but anyway that was kind of like i said we'll get obviously the hospital will be mentioned again when it comes time you know more because literally everyone was at the hospital this episode yeah it was kind of bizarre and it wasn't even shaw memorial 
No, I know. I think Emily was um, talking about that on Twitter. Yeah. How it was like, oh Saint shoot, Stephen what was it or something? Yeah, Saint, yeah, yeah. Stephen Hospital. Yeah, and I'm like, and I think I think she was the one that was saying like maybe it's because they're filming on Paramount, so it's like yeah. different, yeah, like, set up or like staged differently. Yeah, but still though, you would think that well, well, and even the I don't know if it looks like, the same yeah i mean I obviously set decoration but yeah i don't know if it's like a i was gonna say like copyright thing <laughs> but it's like it's they're not real right well and right. they stayed on so the same like, network yeah so it's like why couldn't they just use it i don't know i feel I'm like we're overthinking confused. it yeah i don't know <laughs> It's just weird. It really doesn't like, matter. It was just I. I literally yeah. thought it was like Shaw Memorial the whole time until Emily pointed that out, and I was like, "Okay, I was wrong." Like, why change things? I don't know. It just, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So then next we have Angela and her brothers. So Baby Jack Sammy is on vacation, and Wesley's like, you know, why couldn't we just, or you know, your mom's coming in town to watch him and. Angela's like, yeah, well, we could have hired another nanny and she would have been on time. Um, so Angela like is late for work or whatever, and you know, Wesley's gonna stay to wait for her mom. But then she opens the door to find her mom on the ground. And at first I was like, she's passed out, but then like she calls her mom's name and then, you know, like she wakes up. So yeah. we see them next at the hospital. They're finding out that she's going to be admitted to keep an eye on her with the scan to be done. Um, and she's going to need a couple of stitches. But other than that, like she's good for now. So before the doctor leaves, Mama Lopez is like, are you single? Cause I've got four sons and I could set you up with one of them. And Angela's like, mom, like chill. And so then you know once the doctor leaves Angela wants her to tell her what's up and Mama Lopez is like I'm fine like where's Jack you know I'm fine we're we're leaving now and Angela's like no you're not you need to tell me what's going on and so Mama Lopez is like well I didn't want you to freak out but when I was on your way when I was on my way to your house a big man grabbed me and like I whacked him with my purse and then he threw her down um and you know she's like I'm sure that's a misunderstanding but she heard tell your son he's out of time and that's all that she knows like she doesn't know anything else and Angela's like what brother you know and we still don't know who that is you know we still don't know that so Mama Lopez is like it's got to be a misunderstanding like all of your brothers are such good boys and Angela's like they used to stuff me in a pillowcase and drag me around the neighborhood and at that point I was like why can I totally see that happening and we haven't even met her brothers like I can totally see that happening. Mm -hmm. So then Nyla and Angela are walking outside the district and we meet her brothers. And I loved how they like intro all of them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Nyla asks about her mom and Angela's like, yeah, one of my, you know, one of my brothers is in trouble and it wouldn't be the first time. And Nyla's like, okay, well, this technically isn't your case and you can't really be involved in it. Um, and so she's like, that's fine because... If I do, I might end up killing one of them. And then we get the intro. So Damien is the oldest brother. Um, he is the priest, also known as Father Lopez or Father D. Um, he started a nonprofit teaching job skills to former gang members. So he has just as many friends as he does enemies. And then we meet Benny, who is the second oldest. I love how they did this in like 
birth order. Um, so Benny is the second oldest, and uh, we find out that when he was 12, he opened an investment account using earnings from lawnmower earnings and their Abuelita's social security number. Um, and then Cruz is the middle child in and out of rehab since he was 18. He just can't seem to get it together in Angela's eyes. Um, and apparently when she became a cop, she had to make a promise to her mom to never arrest him. Um, that had to have been an interesting, interesting interaction there. And then um, Nyla's like, I thought that you had four brothers. And so then we find out Bruno is the youngest and he has been in New York since college. And Angela's like, I don't really think that he's involved. Um, so like they all meet up with Angela to find out that their mom's in the hospital and they're like, well, what happened? So Nyla takes over the explanation and Cruz is like, you think one of us is responsible for this? And Angela's just... She's blonde. She's like, well, no one's leaving until we find out who's in trouble. And so Nyla's, you know, wanting to kind of get, kind of take the easy way out. But, you know, no one speaks up. So it's the hard way. And then we have like a montage of interrogations, which was really cool, too. Um, and so Nyla starts by questioning Cruz. And, you know, like he doesn't know what that phrase uh, means. And so then Angela pipes in through the speaker um, from the view in the room to tell her to ask him about his record and then Q Wesley walking in and Angela is like what are you doing here and he just says bluntly he's like well this is my chance to get one of your brothers to like me and so they're kind of like fighting and everything Nyla's not really having any part of this and she tells Wesley to sit down and Angela to go back into the view in the room so then like later throughout the montage she even tells Nyla to ask about his credit report like Angela definitely thinks that it's Cruz that is like behind all of this um but then the next interrogation is Damien and Wesley ends up representing him too um so Damien you know says that he works with people who might not always agree with him but they respect the caller and if they didn't then they know that his sister is a cop I feel like Damien and Angela are definitely the ones that they seem to be on better terms um so then we see that Benny is the next interrogation again Wesley is in there his phone keeps going off and Nyla's not having any of it like she asks about what his business is and where and when he goes to answer like his phone goes off again um and so then like you know at some point Nyla takes away his phone and she's like you're not getting that back um, and it still just keeps dinging. Um, but, you know, when Damien's in there at one point, like he talks to Wesley about getting baby Jack baptized and Wesley's like, I'm not getting in the middle of this. Um, and they end up like, Damien asks what Wesley's religion is. And he's he just does. kind of like taken off, like caught off guard with it. Yeah, and... he's like, Protestant? Is that even an option? And I'm like, yeah. Wesley, you're killing me. <laughs> It's killing me here, dude. Okay, why do I... Why did I think, though, that it was brought up at some point? That, like, he did have... Like, his mom wanted them to get married somewhere, and Angela was like, I'm not getting married there. But maybe I'm thinking about... Maybe I'm thinking something else. I don't know. See, the whole, like... Well, no, I really can't say that, like, the whole, like, wedding planning was, like, that long ago. It really wasn't. But, like, no. I literally can't remember. 
so yeah yeah um but then yeah he's even damien was like episcopalian and wesley's like yeah sure we'll go with that like it's fine um so then we end up seeing like a car roll up outside the dis- outside the station and two guys get out with another saying that they heard what happened to mama lopez and they caught the guy who did it and we see angela talking to them and they're like oh it's a citizen's arrest and you know but the question is is like based on what evidence um and so apparently this guy's been talking smack about father lopez for weeks because he slept with the potential suspect's wife and father lopez you know i mean like damien's a priest and so angela's like dude let's talk because you're not supposed to be doing that and so then damien says that he's been like rethinking his vows um and damien doesn't think that this guy's capable of it but angela's like well i have to take a look into it because that's my job so then we find out that mama lopez had a ride chair um because angela's at the hospital like picking her up and she gave her car to benny because he said that he needed it so we don't see her go into any more like detail about that she says that she doesn't know anything um like she didn't ask any further questions but then we see angela call nyla um and says that like benny's having money problems and it's all off the book so so somehow angela found out whether it was like her mom or she called you know one of the other brothers or something and so they find him outside of work and he's got a gun in his car he's sitting in a bmw like obviously contemplating something so angela's asking um as a sister and i was like well i'm listening as a cop like what do you have to say um and so then we find out that he bought some socks on a margin the socks went south the margin got called and he didn't have like all the money for it um he said that he sold everything that he could get his hands on but he was still a hundred thousand short um and so he went to a loan shark he got he screwed up and he's like but i can fix it um and angela just goes into protective sister mode and she's like no we're fixing it so they walk in and arrest the loan shark um and then at the end of the episode we see a lopez lopez family dinner and the guys are telling mama lopez all about the day and how wesley like looked out for them and mama lopez is like proud of wesley it was the cutest thing ever i was like we need more of this right now and not even with the lopez family but like with everyone like let's just give them like a blue bloods thing but like Mm -hmm. make it the lapd wilshire district thing Mm -hmm. yeah so then Cruz is you know tells wesley like a good man no he's a brave man and wesley looks over at angela and he's like well she believes in tough love but you know no one's more protective of the people they love than her and i knew she'd understand Oh my god my heart and if it didn't get more emotional than this but mama lopez gives a toast to angela and i can't do it justice so we'll just insert the audio here i have something to say mom you don't have to yes i do it's something i should have said a long time ago to you i know you always thought i didn't pay you enough attention growing up that all my focus went to your brothers i always denied it but you were right It's not because I didn't love you as much. You're my daughter, my only daughter. And I love you in a way that is only for you. But you didn't need me as much. 
Not the way they did. Since you could crawl, you took care of yourself. And when you could walk, you took care of your brothers, even though they were older than you. And I relied on you. I came to expect it. But as strong as you were, I should have realized that you still needed your mother. I love you, Mika. Oh my gosh. It was just so sweet to see that. And like, I don't know, I've resonated with that speech too, because like, I'm not the only daughter, but like, I'm the oldest. And I always feel like I've kind of been like on my own just mm. because I've been like able to kind of take care of myself. So yeah. I, I don't know that that speech got me. And like, I, I was talking to other friends of mine who had watched this episode and they were like, that speech was obviously the Chenford of it all was great in this episode but that speech was one of the best moments mm-hmm. yeah well because it's just nice because Angela felt you know like validated and just mm-hmm. you know seen and heard and just yeah it was just nice for her to have this moment and mm-hmm. obviously I mean we got to you know not only meet her mom but then meet you know three-fourths of yeah. her brothers so it's like it's just you know and then Wesley's like over there beaming like a you know proud husband so yeah that's great yeah I just love that we got to meet them like not even just one we met three of them Mm -hmm. um yeah so that was fun and then just kind of another little side note um you know Aaron was like assigned to Mama Lopez's room to make sure that she stayed safe during the lockdown and their whole like interaction was funny. It reminded me of like Patrice and like Silas and Tamara or Patrice and Smitty. Like just the I don't know, just like the friendly banter or something. Mm-hmm. Um and Aaron's like hanging with her and you know, she's trying to set him up with her niece Isabella in exchange for his cousin to date one of her sons. And Aaron like keeps wanting to see the photo and he's like, you know, okay, I, I can see it. And so then, like, Angela finally shows up and, you know, Mama Lopez is like, wouldn't he be great for Isabella? And she's like, he's way out of her league. And Aaron's like, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. but what am I going to do? So, yeah, it's just good. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, can I see the picture one more time? I'm like, Aaron, please. (laughs) Because she's a dancer, you know, so it's like. But it just oh my god! Well, so I mean, he even made the comment. It was like, "Wow, she is like really flexible or whatever." I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, Aaron, <laughs> I love you," but like, what? Yeah, yeah. he just had like no filter in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. it was pretty funny. It was a like running theme for uh, Angela's mom to like try to set up everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's about it for the Angela Lopez of it all. It was just, mm-hmm. it was a good moment. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was. And of course, we're talking about Chenford next because, you know. We got to get to the stuff that everyone wants here. <laughs> Although I've been waiting to meet any one of anyone from Angela's family. Oh, for like definitely. ages. Oh, definitely. But, like, all the, I don't know, I just, I guess I wasn't expecting, like, to meet Angela's family and then, like, 
essentially like for all of them to like be kind of not necessarily criminals but just be kind of troublesome yeah so it was like okay it like kind of added an extra like layer to that i do like how they were all very different though like Mm -hmm. like damien and angela are both in professions where they help people Mm-hmm. And it seems like Benny was like a strategic businessman. Well, not really, because of what he got into. Mm-hmm. And then Cruz is just kind of like all over. And he could have very well gotten involved with like Damien's stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, even Angela, like we heard her say that she had to make a promise to her mom to not get arrested. So, like, or to not get him arrested or whatever. So, you know, I mean, he very well could have like been, we could have met him like single handedly, just by Angela like arresting him or coming across him or whatever yeah yeah but yeah so we're we're going on to Chinford now of course and like obviously like I mean because they dropped the promo right like the like morning like Sunday morning kind of well Sean shared it first yeah before the rookie account did and then the rookie account did so like we got a little bit of like to see like Lucy being like worried for Tim yeah Uh, Sean shared it and like by the time the rookie account finally got it it shared it was like circulating around Twitter like just from a screen recording yeah so So good kind of like an hour or two like too late (laughs) yeah but you know I mean it got you know it got everyone talking even more about the episode so yeah um and so lucy of course like i said is like being a worried work wife when tim like originally like goes down while like because he and aaron like he and aaron are teamed up for like 0.2 seconds and like i had tweeted i was like oh good like brats in an action yay <laughs> literally like two seconds later tim's like down for the count i was like oh, yeah. okay that's over it's fine um and so um because they like they're like just out and about and then they spot like well sort of like the tail end of a burglary like the suspects trying to get away so obviously like they're running after him and um tim does this like insane tackle maneuver and ends up like um injuring his well he said it's like he like tweaked his back but it's like um it's like a little more complicated than that as we'll find Mm -hmm. out um and then like lucy was there i don't know if like how did she get there so fast like was she with the crime scene yeah i think she was just their backup it was just their backup okay because I was like she was like right there and I was like okay I mean I'm not mad at it I was just like again I had questions yeah but, but like but if they were gonna have that anyway then why not just have them writing together yeah I don't know but Maybe they're just, still wanting to show the angst in them right yeah together, so. I guess yeah um but yeah and so obviously because Tim you know always wants to be like oh no I'm good I'm good like you know even though he's like literally like not getting up quite yet he's like not all the way up off the ground and I'm like dude you're obviously not fine um (laughs) and she's like oh no like we're like 
we're taking you to the hospital. And so, like, even when they, like, get to the hospital, Tim's, like, fucking hobbling into the room. And then he's just, like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. And Lucy's, like, trying to be all, like, Tim's not actually here as, like, a supervisor. He's, like, here as a patient. He's, like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then two seconds later, he's, like, in pain again and then so he has to sit down and like lucy and aaron are helping him sit and he kind of gives in and is like okay fine get me a doctor yeah um so obviously they get him a doctor he's like in a um like bed and all like in a gown and everything um and the doctor comes in like later a little bit later and like tells him that the like the bullet that they that was removed from like see this is where a flashback would have come in handy although not like everyone didn't already know what they were talking about right but still i mean i don't know that's just me because like everyone already made the little parallel edits and that like made me like reminisce about the pilot episode like it kind of wanted a flashback anyway i digress um so the bullet that was removed from like when he was shot there was like a fragment left behind and it was like pushing against his spinal column so like they needed to operate on it but it'll be like laparoscopic so like the doctor was like so you'll be home by dinner and like obviously like Ashley's there and she's like oh okay this is good um and just like it was interesting though that like Ashley like didn't know that Tim had been shot I'm not like, surprised but it's like, I mean, I mean, look at who is her boyfriend, Tim Bradford. Like he didn't, he keeps things from people because yeah. he doesn't want them to worry. Yeah. I mean, as, I as noted by what happens later in that. Yeah, I get, so, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. maybe that's like a foreshadowing like thing kind of, or yeah, whatever the, op- oh God, I don't even know. I'm too tired. I can't think of what the opposite of foreshadowing is. <laughs> never mind (laughs) moving on um i guess it's like a precursor yeah i guess kind of um and so like ashley didn't know about that and then he like tried to play it off he's like oh no it wasn't really a big deal and lucy's like wait 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 (laughs) she like interjects and is like um i saved his life on my first day it was a very big deal and i was like okay (laughs) like she just had to throw that in there like I mean like I get why they did what they did but it was like it was clever um but also just like the both of them like Ashley may as well have not even been in the room yeah yeah doing that and then like Tim like literally like couldn't take his eyes off of Lucy even though his actual girlfriend's like standing right there and at that point wasn't great in there yeah I'm like dude really I'm like not know this like oh my god and it was just I mean I don't know I mean I miss well no I was just say I didn't know if it was like an Eric thing to like do the like subtle shift of his eyes as he was as like Lucy was leaving because she's like I'm gonna go back to the search now um you know so she could like give them uh you know a minute for themselves um but it just, I don't know. Because it's like, Tim, be louder, please. Like, you, like I don't know. 
and just he didn't like quite make like a grimace but like just I don't he just did like you know he wasn't like smiling like super happy at Ashley or anything either it was just like it was like a slight smile with no like teeth showing or anything yeah, just, I don't know but yeah and then it's just like you know like looking off <laughs> like to where Lucy had left and I'm just like okay and like she was the first one to ask about like the like risks and everything and like wanted to know and like ask questions Whereas maybe Ashley was just, I mean, I'm giving her credit. Maybe she was just like kind of processing everything and was like, yeah, you know, whatever, like trying to understand, but I don't know. It was just, it was just interesting how they like did that scene. Right. Well, that and like Lucy, I mean, I don't know. You would think that Ashley would know too, like, but Lucy knows like the risks and what like he can't do if he has the surgery i would think like yeah she knows how much being a cop means to him Mm so and that and she was there with him when he got first got the injuries so like yeah i don't know maybe she just feels like closer to it or something but yeah 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 just lots of like little telling moments and also though like i completely this is the only good thing about live tweeting is I completely miss um, the Tim and Ashley like kiss <laughs> in the episode <laughs> too. I completely missed it. I was like, why is everyone talking about this is their first and only like PDA moment on screen? I was like, what PDA? <laughs> I was so confused. I feel like it was, well, I was going to say, I feel like it's like a blink and you miss a moment, but really, like, we blinked and we did not miss it. Yeah. So. It was, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I kind of, um, I did not know about that until, like, way later. Um, but, like, so then, like, another telling moment is, like, obviously, like, well, like, um, Bradford and Gray are, like, sharing the hospital room, whatever, like, Ashley's there and she's like you know talking about like traveling and just like all this stuff like you know has like got her thinking about like plans ahead and like what lies ahead for like her Her, basically not even Tim I mean yeah yeah (laughs) her I mean she tries she tries her darndest to like kind of relay it back to Tim but it's like she was still like she was just like saying oh well here's what you could do but like really she was kind of implying like here's what I want you to do yeah she wants him to retire yeah because of you know she she knows how it goes with like her dad and everything and I'm like I get it but then at the same time I'm like like why like right obviously like she knows about like her dad yeah and like she knows that Tim's a cop. She know she knew this the whole time she's dating him. Yeah, exactly. So like, and like she knows how much he loves his job. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to know that like he's nowhere near like ready to retire. Like, I mean, unless like this injury, <laughs> like he could not come back from it, and he was paralyzed or whatever. Like he's going to do whatever he can do to get back on the job like it's it's as simple as that 
I mean, this isn't the first time though. We've seen her try and change him, and it's like you can't change yeah. him. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was kind of. I mean, maybe this was intentional, or maybe I'm just overthinking it. But again, like when she like mentions like anything involving like traveling or like leaving, you know, mm-hmm. California, Tim's like, "Oh, I'd always wanted to go to this, you know, stadium to watch this game," and she's like, "I meant like traveling, like on vacation, or like yeah. you know." traveling to bali because she can you know lifeguard anywhere and i'm like you realize how like polar opposite you guys are right yeah like this is not you guys are not on the same page at all well and like for me it's like okay if you're gonna live on his retirement that's his retirement you they aren't even like married yet if they were married it would be one thing but like they're literally boyfriend girlfriend like she could leave him he could leave her and he would take all that money with him like it just yeah it just yeah and i mean like it's assumed are we wait are we assuming that they didn't go to hawaii or are we assuming that they went to hawaii in my mind they did not go okay so then it's like why on earth would she just like propose that they just go like he retired and they can just move to like live in bali yeah and, like how did you go from like zero to 500 in like two seconds yeah I don't know I mean like I get it like she was like excited about all the possibilities and I'm like but like Tim hadn't even you know like made a decision yet so she was kind of jumping the gun there well and one of my friends was like and they're not gonna like live it up on his retirement and I doubt that they're gonna be able to go to Bali on his retirement like yeah I don't know. I get it that they needed a reason for us to see that they're just not that compatible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already knew, but like, yeah. I mean, I feel like even for Tim to kind of see it, like, it yeah. just made him realize that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was so far fetched. Yeah. Like, because well, it's like, it would have worked a little bit better had we actually seen Ashley pass, what was it, for. 420 yeah Shoot. what was it is that the one where they went to Hawaii or we're going to go to Hawaii yeah I think so and it's like oh okay if I, like that's you know seven more episodes and like you know the four months you know break in between yeah like yeah that was the last time that we saw her forgot like I don't know it's just like I kind of almost forgot like when she first was there I was yeah. like oh right Tim's actual girlfriend is here like well that and like I don't know it just seemed far-fetched to me like bringing up Bali I was like okay she could literally go and lifeguard on a beach in like Florida and that would be a little bit more like realistic I feel like yeah I don't know I was like well that and Tim doesn't like the ocean so how the heck is he gonna fly over the ocean like that yeah like I don't I don't know it just seems like far-fetched to me but yeah yeah um and obviously they're like having this conversation before tim decides to be a hero with like the whole rob incident so like obviously his like spine injury is worsened because of it and that's what like could lead to the paralysis if it's not operated on immediately so he has to have emergency emergency surgery i can't speak it's fine you guys know what i'm talking about um and like 
Eric did such a good job with like just the way like his voice was and just like mm-hmm. you know you could really just like tell Tim's like panic and yeah. like you know worry but like the two people he's worried about are also very telling yeah <laughs> because his first thought is you know Ashley needs to go like call his sister like Jenny to tell her what's going on are we and assuming then, that Ashley and Jenny have met? Apparently. <laughs> also, apparently. though, like, okay, you know how hospitals, they follow, like, HIPAA and stuff, and, like, you can't no. have, like, a friend know about your, like, the hospital's mm-hmm. not going to tell a friend or just, like, an acquaintance that you're mm-hmm. with, like, about your medical situation. So how did they get past that with a girlfriend? Because usually, like, That's unless true. you're related, they don't yeah. tell you. I mean, maybe she, like, well. Maybe it's just because he was a cop. But even then. I guess. I don't know. know. Well, because then, like, who's his emergency contact? His sister, I would think. Well, yeah. So then, like, why wasn't she? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know why Ashley. We're we're just overthinking. (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. They they just needed a way to bring in Ashley. So that we could then get the scene that we've wanted. So. Yeah, we're just we're yeah. overthinking it, and that's fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then obviously, like Gray's, you know, like kind of trying to help too, and then like so his second thought is like, do not tell Chen because she has enough on her plate already. So, obviously, like, well, Gray almost sticks with it till the end. Obviously, um. yeah no like for sure i seriously though like i thought that he wasn't going to say anything really (laughs) like yeah i seriously thought he wasn't going to say anything i just thought like maybe i don't know i just kind of thought somehow like maybe lucy would just like run into ashley and like notice that she's like leaving and then like like where's tim like what happened to tim everyone thought that lucy was gonna run into ashley and I don't know. I didn't think so. I don't but know. Maybe that's just I me. just was very, like, I don't know. Um, I think it was just, like, the promo photos, too, like, threw me off because then, like, the whole entire promotional photo of Gray, like, holding his phone and it's, like, Lucy was literally, like, a 2.5 second, like, yeah. thing of, like, you know, he was just starting to call her and then, yeah, you know, um, he you know like he hung up because she's you know already in his office and I don't know um but just like the fact that like when Tim woke up from the surgery and like Ashley was the first one at his bedside was like I was just like okay but like given everything else it was somewhat expected um but, like, I was surprised that she, like, that this is when she decided to break up with him. I could not believe that. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, excuse me, what? Because <laughs> he literally was like, I just got out of surgery. Like, he stated that, and she's like, I know. And that, but it's like, you know, then there's a but, you know, because, like, she, you know she can't be worried you know sick like this all the time about him on the job but again I say like she knew this 
she knows he's she knew a it going in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he's out in the field. It's not like he's like, you know, like behind the desk. desk. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oy. Yeah. Yay. I was annoyed when she used that as a, like an explanation. I'm yeah. Like, Cause like, I don't really, I mean, just use the fact that you guys aren't compatible in like any way. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, I was like, okay, you knew going into it that he was a cop. Like you knew how dedicated he was. You also knew how your mom was with your dad. So why would you think then that that's going to be a very good idea and continue to have it go on then? Like it just, it didn't make any sense. And I was like, honestly, for me, the whole Ashley and Tim stuff in this episode besides for the breakup of course but like even then that didn't make any sense with the Bali stuff with like this breakup I was like it just seems so far-fetched to me and just like really odd like it was almost like they dropped her in 420 and then they were like oh well we gotta like make them break up so let's just bring Mm -hmm. her back at 505 yeah and just like create this weird way for her to leave yeah yeah, well, because it's like, okay, they had, I mean, obviously, I guess we're supposed to assume that they, you know, obviously they kissed more than the one time we saw on right. screen. Yeah. But still, like, I mean, so she, that was she a little stayed bit... over at his house. Like, I, I think know, that they yeah. did a little bit more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you know, so it's like, that was kind of just like a little bit odd. And then like the yeah. whole, like, you know, I love you thing was like, I'm not saying it wasn't genuine. I'm just saying it just didn't all fit together. Right, because like, we haven't their seen it as much. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like we've seen more of Chris and Lucy than we have of Tim and Ashley. Like, we definitely have. And we've yeah. seen more of their, like, PDA, their affection. Yeah. I mean, listen, he kissed her on the hand. That is yeah, I was going to say, weird. like, we got a Tim and Ashley, like, kiss, kiss before yeah. we got, like, a Chris, Chris yeah. kiss. I mean, that's just weird. But, like, you know, at least he tried. I don't know. I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like we just didn't see a lot of Ashley yeah. enough to be like, yeah, okay, this explanation makes sense. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, we weren't supposed to like her anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I just, oh my God, it's just like way, way harsh. Like in the words of Cher from Clueless, it's way harsh. It was. Like, I mean, just... I, literally right after like the man is just waking up coming to and like well even he said that he was like i just got out of surgery yeah and he looked so sad i was so sad for him because i'm like (laughs) then he just had to like sit there while lay there for like god knows how long until lucy showed up i'm like oh well even she was like i wanted to do it before the anesthesia wore off i'm like you just keep saying bad things here like just go just go you're already stomping on his heart i don't think a little bit of anesthesia is gonna make a difference well and it's not like it's like he's doped out like really hard you know i mean like he's still coherent enough he knows what's gonna happen he's gonna remember it yep oh yeah it was in in the history of tv breakups that one definitely takes the cake for bad ones i feel like i just like i wouldn't i it's just so random like i can't even really call it bad because we barely got to know anything about ashley 
other than the fact that she's like she and Tim just don't work so if they were to break up at any other point during like all of their storylines literally I can think of like two or three that would have been way better than this one like after the beach date um the whole like Kojo thing and then yeah. the third one was when he was like, yeah, I'm not going to change or whatever. And she was like, yeah, I can't make you change. Like there was three perfect good opportunities there for like a breakup to make it make sense. Yeah, and this I one just, did not. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just random. And yeah. so RIP Tim Ashley, although Swear to God, didn't I call them something else at one point? Like, swear to God, I think I called them like Ashford at yeah. like point in time. And someone else did too in the listener thoughts. So okay, good. So I'm not like losing it. Yeah, because I was like, Tim Ashley doesn't really have the same like ring to it as like Chris Chen. Yeah. So yeah. And I just oh so yeah, and like Tim was so he was like so sad. And then, obviously, like, you know, when Gray tells Lucy about the emergency surgery, like, literally, next scene, like, they cut. She's, like, racing, like, rushing around the hospital trying to find him. Someone had pointed out that she was wearing the same, like, button-up shirt that she wore in, in, like, the undercover season three stint Mm -hmm. of hers. It was, like, I did not put those two and two together, so... I didn't either. I thought it was like a um like different uh like shirt or something like different like yeah. flowy top. Um yeah, but we're also gonna pull the audio here because it's too cute and I have too many feelings to articulate it properly. So Are you okay? I, why didn't anyone tell me? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Doctor said I'm gonna make a full recovery. And I told everyone to keep you in the dark. Why? I didn't want you to worry. So just to be clear, you thought you might be paralyzed, but you were worried about me? You know what? Slow your roll, Chen. Clearly, I misspoke. I was worried about the station. And I knew you'd be too concerned about me to take over Smitty. Mm Mm-hmm. I heard you save the day, though. Being sergeant's not so hard. I don't know why you're always complaining. Really? Just smooth sailing? No. It was awful. How do that many things go wrong in one day? That wasn't even a particularly bad day. <sighs> Where's Ashley? Yeah, I, I, uh, I sent her home. She was exhausted. Okay. What are you doing? I'm keeping you company. You don't have to do that. I know. And I don't know, like, the fact that he, like, kept using Chen, though, like, can we talk about that for a second? Because, like, even in, like, the private conversation, like, it's just the two of them. They're there. And it's, like, you know, he's, like, slow your roll, Chen. I'm, like, really? You can't even, (laughs) like, I don't know if, like, calling her Lucy is like too personal for him now or something it has to be it has to be that or like he just feels like awkward I don't know it's just it's weird because like 
like you said, even when he call, even when it's them just in private, like he still yeah. calls her that. And they're not even like on shift anymore. Yeah. It is just weird. He's yeah. just afraid of his feelings, honestly. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is why he kind of chose to like lie to her about like why Ashley like yeah. wasn't there anymore. Um Yeah. But and Tim's little smile at the end, though, that, like, actually killed me. Like, I am dead. Like, my ghost is doing this podcast right now. Like, that's all I have to say. <laughs> like, it, he was so happy. Just that little tiny smile. But that's, like, enough. Well, people were saying, like, there were so many 211 callbacks. And I was like, okay. yeah. Like, when she just sat down and she's like, I know. Like, yeah. I don't have to sit here, but I am going to. Oh my gosh. It just, it wrecked me. I legit thought that that was going to be the last scene. And then we had like three or two other last scenes following that. I was like, wait, I have whiplash right now from all of this. It was so good. It was good. And also like, Eric's like the only person I've ever seen like have to be like vertical and still like look good like, yeah what's so weird because it's like usually if you like show people i don't know like usually the hospital beds are propped up great yeah. but, but i guess like, because of tim's spinal injury they can't yeah. like prop him up yeah. yeah so good job to eric's profile <laughs> like that's all like i don't you know like that's it because he he looked good in like every single frame so like I don't it's just the only person I've ever seen like actually like yeah be successful at that so I don't know I just like I just have to think that it was so odd for Valeric to do that scene and like (laughs) and be completely (laughs) flat Talking, I don't know. It just it had to be weird because yeah. in any other hospital you see scene, you yeah. see the bed like propped up, but mm-hmm. not in this one because of yeah. his spinal injury. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and just I don't know. And someone else had pointed out on like Twitter, I think like I don't know if they're talking about like Tim wearing like the socks with like the little um like, like the grips. grips on the bottom. Yeah. Or if it was the fact that his feet were literally like right up against the like end of the bed because he's so yeah. tall. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that cracked me up too. Well, oh. even like the pants. Like I saw someone had tweeted <laughs> before. They were like, yeah. I wonder why he's wearing pants, but maybe it's because like they don't want us they don't want us to see like the whole world underneath there. And then when I was watching yeah. it again, I was like, wait, did Gray have pants on too? And he did. Mm-hmm. I've never known of a hospital to be like, here, put on some pants nope. too. I can't say I can't say that I know of one either. But uh, that was kind of cool though that it was like it the was. same pattern as like the gown. I was <laughs> like, oh okay. It was, yeah. Was, like rocking a full a full fit. Yeah. <laughs> I just gray just like falling to the floor and kind of like flailing still <laughs> cracks me up and I know that it shouldn't. You know, those poor guys, though, they just had a time. They did. Like, they, they did. just had a time. And, like, yeah. I mean, Lucy did, too, not going to lie, because, like, she was the one to find Gray, and then she was the right. one to, like, go help him. So it was just, like, yeah, so many things for All her. All of them had quite a time, though. I mean, heck, Selena That's was true. held to, like, gunpoint. 
yeah they all so, kind of the time the no only one didn't that really didn't... have the time yeah that's what i was gonna say it's the only two that didn't really have a time is balen yeah but i mean in all fairness they did last week so that's true. i was like last yeah. week they were put through the ringer so yeah, yeah. i guess maybe that's why yeah but then that segues over to Balin. We only had like a few moments for them. And hey, we didn't get any cringy lines. We haven't in a while. Yes. Knock on one. Um, yeah, because yeah, I don't know. Next week, very well could trigger some of those. Um, mm-hmm. But it turns out that Bailey's going back to work after a week. A week after she died and was brought back to life. And mm-hmm. she casually walks away and she's like, yeah, it's not the first time that's happened, you know. And I was brought back. And no one's like, wait, what? Um, and then when he brings it up to Selena, he's like, or she's like, yeah, I knew that. Like, just from when I saved her, I could yeah, I it. thought that was so funny how I she, know. like, knew one of the other ways that Bailey was, like, Ugh. considered to be okay. dead. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, why? Like, I was kind of with Nolan. I was like, what? Yeah. It <laughs> how was... did you know that? I love her. I love Selena. Yeah. So then, um. Balin is having wine at the end of the day and he's asking like how many times she's been dead and brought back and she tells him and she was like you know I was scared the last times but this latest time all I could think about was losing you and couldn't stand the thought of losing what we have and then she proposes to him and he doesn't even hesitate and says yes I did not see her proposing to him nope I kind of saw it the other way but I also like was secretly holding out that it was like a job proposal or something but i mean yeah, I, I seriously didn't but, realize it was gonna be like actual like marriage proposal and i was like oh okay yeah i mean but like that- it was cool like i'm so down with it but i was just like wait she like said she was just like so confident about it and i was like okay yeah. but then um you know like once because i didn't think that was gonna happen in this episode like i thought legit it would just happen in the next episode or something at the beginning Mm -hmm. but then like when they were having the wine and she was like you know i couldn't stand the thought of losing you i was like oh proposal is happening like right now like Mm -hmm. this is where we're leaving off so Mm -hmm. yeah it was good though yeah i like how we got to see everyone like nyla lopez all Mm -hmm. of them i mean even smitty like the man Oh my god. Literally just stays doing the most. Literally, it was like Smitty was kind of like the like start of like the retirement conversation anyway, because he said it in like a semi-joking like manner of like asking like, so when are you gonna retire? So like he can do whatever he wants, like being, you know. Um well even like when Gray and Tim came back. Like when Gray and Tim came back, you know, uh we didn't even like put any smitty in this outline because gray was like smitty move your van and smitty's like van life like hashtag Mm -hmm. van life this man is iconic yeah Um, but then like when he's like taking over as like interim watch commander lucy like comes up and she's like what are you doing smitty's like i'm sending him home it's called self-care i'm like no yeah and then he tried to do it again later and Lucy's yeah. like why is everyone leaving yeah <laughs> and they're like well sergeant smitty said we could take the rest of the day off and i'm like no yeah i'm like you can't so i was so glad that nyla was like you know gave, like gave lucy a little bit of a pep talk and was like mm-hmm. 
they will respect you like you, you just have to say something and so she did yeah. and they were all so receptive to her and I was just like yes acting sergeant Lucy Chen she's in charge such a badass I mean we even got a few lines from officer Jan yeah I was like I love that like I don't know yeah. I just I loved seeing everyone have yeah. each, like parts in tonight's episode so or yeah. last night's episode and like but. yeah it was just cool to like see Lucy like just be in charge of things and like but then of course she got like real with him and was like no it was awful like I don't know how you do this yeah oh my god their flirty banter kind of in the hospital room when he was like really they were friends and I was like oh this is what I've missed from them like yeah they're just talking like normal people there's no awkwardness yeah when she was like yeah everything went fine and Tim was like really everything went fine he did like the hand hand thing too I was like man after my own heart with the hand gesture yeah Oh my god, I just loved it. This was honestly one of my favorite episodes. For sure. So, and we have some listener thoughts. Um, So Valerie had said, such a great episode. It felt like the first couple of seasons where everyone got similar screen time. I loved the look Lucy gave to John when Tim finally says he needs a doctor. If she wasn't so worried, she would have been rolling her eyes hard. Um, she said about Ashley, it was pretty messed up dumping someone when they just come out of anesthesia. I do hope Ashley finds out when it happened and she's going to be mad. Um, she also said, I wish they didn't just skip over the surgery recovery, but it looks like they will. Yeah, because like literally the promo shows him back at work like the next yeah. week. And I was like, literally, dude, like they you had spinal had have- surgery. Yeah, I was like, they had to have someone like you see you didn't move from yeah like i don't know my guess is is he's just gonna be like on strict desk duty and like maybe gray is gonna be out in the field because like between last week's episode and this week it says that there was a one week time like a one week time jump or whatever so that's what i'm assuming is gonna happen i mean unless it's not going to be like a month, like is a it? Yeah. Because like, he had like. He literally had spinal surgery. surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I would think there'd be like some kind of like. I don't know if there's like a break. See, this is why I need to be like actually know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know if there would like be like a brace or something he'd like wear or like something where it's like he has to like take some kind of measure to like make sure his everything stays like the vertebrae like all stay where they're supposed to i don't know it's got to be like a few weeks or something but even then it's not like you bounce back from spinal surgery like two weeks later as if nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. especially when you're a cop i don't know it just to me doesn't totally make any sense but mm-hmm. hey that promo gave us some chenford crumbs so i'll mm-hmm. take it so mm-hmm. um and then valerie also said fun fact the doctor was holding tim's head like that to keep his neck and spine as immobile as possible to prevent further damage you're supposed to give traction like that and any kind of potential back injury but they rarely do it on tv and she liked the detail same watch chicago fire they do it on chicago fire mm-hmm. Which yeah. is the only reason why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so but yeah definitely um I do yeah it would just I don't know someone else had like replied to one of the tweets that I had like sent out last night during like live tweeting and was like we should be they should just have a thing called the rookie meds you know like a medical thing and I was like oh okay I was like that's fair yeah like yeah um Alora said uh I have too many thoughts obviously the Chenford moment was a was a favorite I'm so glad Ashley is gone. Chris next, please. Okay. Everyone's like one down, one to go kind of thing. Because it was pointed out that he was like coming out of the station or whatever, like in the promo when Tim and Lucy. I didn't even notice that to be honest. I didn't either until M noticed it. And I was like, no. why did you just point that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to need um, Smitty to hold him back for something. <laughs> Like talk to him about literally like anything. Distractive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a diversion. Maybe like commits to some kind of crime or something. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um, Alora said she loved uh dinner with the Lopez family and uh Angela's mom's speech was so moving. Mm-hmm. It was. It was such a nice moment and like I hope it's not a one-off though. Like I want to see, like, continue yeah. to see Angela's Angela's family, or at least like maybe we can meet like Bruno. We can like meet the fourth brother at yeah. some point. Like, I don't know. Um and then lastly, uh a Balin proposal to give us our season five wedding and chance for another Chenford dance. Oh yeah, yeah I didn't even think of <laughs> I wasn't thinking that far ahead yet, but yeah. Yeah, they always yeah. get like mo- big moments at the weddings. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. Literally, I'm just down for anything. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if, like, then we can have, like, them both be single and then dance. Yeah. So then there yeah. you go. I feel it, though. I feel the angst is going somewhere. I feel it. Like, we're going to get Chenford endgame this season. I feel it. I. Yeah, I just don't see how we couldn't like at least to have some like culminating some like moment. other big step yeah. yeah yeah like even if it's one of them confessing their feelings and the other is still like thinking about it or like ruminating on it mm-hmm. literally I would be fine with that too mm-hmm. so then blessed turtle had said finally we met, uh, we meet Mama Lopez and three of Angela's four older brothers and I couldn't be happier. I've wanted to meet them since season two and I'm so happy we finally did. Hopefully this isn't the last we've seen of them because we still haven't met Bruno Lopez yet. Loved the family dinner scene at the end. Very emotional and heartfelt. Um, they also said that Nolan and Selena seem to be getting along and that's great. I really love her and I hope she doesn't wash out. I never even thought of that. Like she could still wash out. I'm choosing not to think about that. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to think about it. Let's (laughs) pretend that doesn't exist for her. I'm choosing not to think about that. Um, As for Nolan, he seems to be in a good place, not haunted at all by his decision in 504, and he Mm -hmm. got engaged at the end of this episode for I'm so happy for him. I feel like the 504 stuff isn't really going to come back up, but maybe that's just me. Maybe it will. They've done a good job with it with like the 
Lucy and stuff before, but even then, that's when Rosalind was still alive. So, mm-hmm. who knows? Um, they also said, and finally, we have Chunford starting with Lucy. She was an absolute natural during her brief stint as Watch Commander. Tim and Gray's Tim and Gray in adjacent beds is such a missed opportunity. Their banter between them alone could have been comedy gold, and the writer squandered it. Yeah, because Tim was like, well, "I'm glad that I didn't have any of that. Like, I'm glad I'm on this diet or whatever." Yeah. And Gray's oh, just like, God. "Yeah, I'm not. We shouldn't let him pick the next restaurant or whatever." It was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that like Tim was on like the what was it like whole thirty. Something like or that, yeah. Something with the like the no bread. I'm like, oh my god, like I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, Tim doesn't need to do it either, so right? Why? So then, like Aaron had asked him later, he was like, you know, why does Ashley have all have you on all these diets? And Tim's like, it's because her dad has heart issues or whatever. Okay, well, the dude is like sixty or seventy. Tim is not that. Like, no. Can we just? you know it was just like more like breathe? projecting i was like yeah. ashley tim is literally not going to turn into your father i'm like can we just like let him breathe yeah like, come on and let him eat bread like yeah breathe and eat bread pasta and like all the other yeah. good stuff yeah yeah um and so then blessed turtle had said um or maybe they didn't squander and the scene was cut. If so, please include it as an extra in the home video release. Um, yeah, I mean, bloopers, please. Because I know that there was some good comedy. Whether it was scripted or not, it had to have been really good. For sure. Um, and then they also said Ashley's got to learn to time things better. Because as soon as she said she had no interest in marriage or kids, I knew Ashford was over. It was just a matter of time, but damn girl. At least wait till he's out of the hospital first. That was cold-blooded. Literally, like, there were oh, other yeah. times that she could have broken up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they also said, and we had the Chunford scene, especially with the 211 parallels, almost the entire time. Now with Ashley gone, we're one step closer to canon Chunford. With every passing episode, my initial mid-season guesstimate is looking more and more accurate. I definitely think mid-season like I said, even if it's just a confession and the other one, like, ruminates on it, I think yeah. that'll happen before we get, like, both Tim and Lucy saying, like, I like you to each other and yeah. going from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricardo said, glad Chenver, uh, Chenford is getting closer again. Still doesn't understand why Ashley wanted to change Tim. She should have loved him for who he is. Um, wondered why Tim didn't tell Lucy about the breakup yet. Yeah, see, I'm wondering why too, but maybe they just got it, you know, they got to throw in that, like, what is it, like, plot twist mm-hmm. is what it said in the Halloween episode promo. And I was yeah. like, okay, so maybe that's why. Um, I also feel like Ashley wanting to change Tim. I mean, I feel like that's normal for like kind of a lot of relationships, but like, she was trying to do it a lot. And like yeah. really project. Well, it was just like about feelings. like the same things. Yeah. Too. And I was like, it. They just like went in circles. Yeah. It like wasn't productive for the relationship. Yeah. Um, Ricardo also said it's about time we met Angela's family, and uh, expected to see Jenny in this episode. Oh. 
because people yeah, have like, had to see, like back to LA. Yeah. So it's like well, she's right there now. And people had thought that like I think Peyton List was gonna be in the episode, but I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of shocked to yeah. see Helena in it, like in her, in the credits. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, well, I don't know why like, I didn't think we would, but I mean, people were talking about it, and I was like, I will believe it when I see it. Like, I don't know. Like, but I mean, it was the same outfit from her Instagram photo that she posted. Yeah, so. it worked. Yeah. Um, Lydia had said, I loved the soft ending of this episode. Such a beautiful mother-daughter moment for Angela. Um, she said, I felt so bad for Tim with Ashley leaving him like that. He's such a loyal guy. And Lucy showed her real talent, showed her talents and was there for Tim when he needed a true friend. It was just a real feel-good episode overall. It was. Like, it definitely felt like season one, for sure. Like, the early seasons. Yeah. Um P Town three one two said Tim being in love with Lucy is getting harder to hide. He's uh almost paralyzed and one of his first thoughts is to not worry Lucy. As a fellow cop, there's no way Tim would say that. Oh he's always he's always shielding her from pain. Oh, I think it's just, yeah, that, like, protective instinct. Yeah. Well, like, he sees, like, how, like, sunshiny and happy she is. Like, he doesn't want her to, like, become jaded. Yeah. Sunshine and sunshine protector trope. Full force there. There it is. Yep. Um, They said Tim is a goner. First Lopez, and now Gray definitely knows something's up. Yep. Yeah, Sue. And, like, Nyla knows, too. So it's, like. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before John Nolan figures it out. <laughs> He's gonna be the last one to know, and I'm just gonna like die laughing because like He's gonna have some meme expression on his face when yeah. he does find out. It's gonna be fantastic whenever that happens. Um yeah, I don't know. When Greg had like egging Tim on, like or agreeing with Ashley, I was like, dude, stop. Like, don't help. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, you should do it. Like, it's a good. I'm like, what are you talking about? If you lose him, you lose the sergeant here. Yeah. Oh. It's like, great. Then it would be Smitty. Yeah. Why would you want Sergeant Smitty? I'm like, great. With all due respect, please shut up. Like, you're not helping the situation here. Yeah. Um, Laura had said last night's episode was good. um, And the Chenford stuff was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Lots of love for Chenford. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, we wouldn't really expect anything, right? Less. But I'm glad Angela's getting like love too, because like her family stuff was yes. like so nice and just yeah. yeah, it was just cool. And it's like you know, like you have like the like let like Latina Latino like representation yeah. too. So it's just like that like family like just in that family like togetherness too and then it just yes just is just so nice mm-hmm. and so happy for her and janine had said uh, i still can't believe tim is going to tell lucy that he and ashley broke up and chris is walking out the door as lucy had that smirk 
Yeah, see, I apparently just Chris walking out the door went right over my head because I literally, well, because I, I like got the promo like for our Twitter to like post it or whatever. So I was like watching and I watched it like five times over. Didn't notice it <laughs> until M pointed it out and like quote yeah. tweeted it. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was him. But yeah. Um, she said, honestly, I really did love last night's episode. Even the Selena and John Nolan part, um, she liked because Selena is really turning into a badass. Um, she loved her little one-liners and um, like when Nolan said, can you believe Bailey's been dead before? And she's like, oh no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, yes, there's still a lot for her to learn, but uh, Janine believes that like in her own right, she's a very smart woman. And like she like you know when she switched the vials and she's like there was nothing but you know and so like it's just very impressive mm-hmm. and um janine really loved meeting the lopez family and angela's mom trying to set thorson up with her niece was hysterical and he was so eager to uh like to like talk and like their like conversation like kept going and it was like just yeah. it was funny um and janine's hoping we see more of uh the lopez brothers yeah me too everyone was like <laughs> they're so like they have good genes and i was like yeah they do yeah like i was like okay we see you okay i legit thought i was like oh my gosh Angela and her mom look a lot alike like the casting department did really good on that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they did for sure and Janine also said poor Tim um but we got to see Lucy caring so much for him and when Ashley showed showed up um she didn't like that she was being all like lovey-dovey um but Lucy walking in and saying that she saved his life was uh, great and then Lucy also stepping up and saying that you know Ashley like she just was stepping up like when Ashley didn't really and um like she Janine liked that when Tim gets well more gravely injured that his first thought was his sister and then his second was Lucy um Thinking about his two favorite women in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when Gray got back to the station and told Lucy, uh, Janine felt felt for her. Um, and she thought that Ashley, like, breaking up with Tim, like, right after the surgery, could have waited. Um, it was a little bit, like, off-putting, like hello he's been a cop why date him in the first place then yeah i feel like lots of people are having that like similar like yeah process of like why i like, mean you I, knew what you were getting into like why like Continue. i get it like you think oh it, it'll be different like you know we'll yeah. be different with it but it's also like okay but you know what comes with the job like you know that he's yeah. going to be working long hours he could potentially get hurt like it's different than just thinking like, oh, our personalities don't necessarily match or mesh yeah. or whatever on like first date. Maybe that'll change. Like, no, you know his job and mm-hmm. you know that that's not going to change. So 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's kind of odd. But yeah, because Janine said even Tim was like, I just got out of surgery and like you're breaking up with me now. Um, and she had asked, please tell me why Tim looked sadder when he told Lucy to move on than when his own girlfriend was breaking up with him. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, he did look sadder when he like stopped by Lucy's apartment to tell her that. Then, yeah. I mean, he was kind, of, but I think it was just like so he was in like such shock, and then yeah, like it was oh, out okay, of left field. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then like even I don't know, like for him, I could see him thinking like did she use that excuse because she really just doesn't like my job or like I don't know it seems like she was kind of like blaming him yeah. because she didn't want like she wanted him to retire and he wasn't going to and so she was like okay well I'm gonna blame you and punish you then and break up with you yeah, yeah. Um, and then Janine said let's talk about how when Lucy went into the room it looked like she wanted to just like hug him and just like really you know be with him and like both their smiles um were really nice and the uh the I know parallel I'm assuming Janine means lots of people were talking about the 418 I guess is where that comes from yeah like the dance scene like the Tim's I know and then Lucy's I know so yeah I think there were just quite a few different parallels yeah mm-hmm and Janine is also happy that John and Bailey are engaged. So, yeah. Bailey's engagement was like, I didn't expect it to happen, like, right then. But it is, and I'm, you know, honestly, I'm here yeah. for it. Okay, I honestly didn't think that we would get it after, like, all the Jason stuff. And John was like, yeah, like, I might propose. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of halted. I don't know. I just kind of didn't think that we would get it. And I'm glad that we are don't get me wrong but i'm also like all right well i mean you guys can't seem to have a normal date so that's true i was like sure. that was my next <laughs> yeah like will they have a normal wedding or like you know will oh my god like fireworks like start falling from the sky like i don't know or like i don't know another accomplice or something from Rosalind like reappears yeah. like who the heck knows? Yeah. Or Oscar like gets out of prison or something. Oh my god. Could you imagine Oscar being like the wedding crasher? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past them. Oh my point. god. But yeah, yeah like Balin can't have a normal date and they're gonna like go and get married. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. But like in one of the episode descriptions, it says that Bailey like reconsiders. Yeah. Like starts to like question it. So mm-hmm. Who knows? We shall see. Yep. Next week is a Halloween episode, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture. I don't know where it came from because I was on Twitter for like a minute today mm-hmm. um, in an effort to like take a mental break from work. And I saw that there was a picture of Nyla and James like out in their front yard with pumpkins. Oh, that was in the promo. Like, oh, very, okay. very quick. yeah, M's just okay. really good at getting like the screenshots at that like perfect yeah where everything's so clear and yeah okay going all out for halloween yeah that'll be fun i'll admit i watched the promo like the full promo like twice the chenford stuff i watched it an obscene amount of times (laughs) and then sent it to our friends and i was like oh my god the promo guys next week and i Mm -hmm. sent them 
just like the Chenford stuff. I was like, this is yeah. like the main thing that you need to know. So, yeah. yeah. I was so just kind of, I mean, I don't know why because like Halloween's like the day after, you know? So it's like, I don't know why I didn't think that they weren't going to do a Halloween episode, but like, I just didn't really expect it to be like Halloween themed again. We had seen a behind the scenes picture, right? Of like, yeah, that's true. I just didn't know it was going to be like, so like overarching. Like Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. 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 So that is about it for the rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now moving we, on to the rookie feds. Yeah. Um, what was hyped up to be the second part of the crossover and it didn't really feel like it. So it didn't I mean it was a darn good like part two. It just wasn't really a crossover. Yeah, I mean like I don't know. It just yeah. They mentioned Roslyn for like a minute and Tim showed up mm-hmm. and that was like about it. I was like, okay, I'll hand it to them. This is their first crossover. And it doesn't really matter that they're not on the same night because they still could have made it work. But, like, there was no real other crossover. So, yeah. Um, But the team rolls up to the scene where Rosalind was shot. They try to figure out where the accomplice shot from. And they see one of the bird masks and they know that that was the spot. So when asked what the plan was, Garza says that Boyle is either on the road or staying local. And he's, but he's definitely changed his appearance. So Simone adds that, you know, like given the Denver case, the L- the LAPD found that he's a traveler. Um, so Carter proposes that they should divide and conquer. And he's interested in the victim that the LAPD pulled out of the practice trap. Um, and Laura wants to do a deep dive into the trap that he like built for Bailey to get a sense of his skill, artistry, and her instinct is um, he divines himself by the way that he kills. And that's how they're actually going to catch him. So guards is like, okay, well, we're going to need additional resources. So I'm making a call to DC. Um, and they're like Carter and Simone are walking the halls of the morgue. And Simone's like, have you, you know, worked a serial killer case before? And he's like, yeah, three and solved two. And, you know, the third one, he'll tell her about it sometime if she wants to never sleep again. Um, And before they go in, Carter tells her that, like, they should get prepared. And so he rubs the stuff under his nose, which, like, I never noticed that parallel until my second rewatch. Oh, to, like, 210 of the rookie. Yeah. Well, I noticed it, like, because tim and lucy were talking about like the serial killer case like with with rosalind's like many victims Mm -hmm. and like lucy was asking like were you you know on the job or whatever because she was in college at the time or whatever when like one of her victims was you know identified and so i was like oh okay they're doing that and i was like okay yep got the what is it like not menthol but like but i don't know whatever it is they put under the nose like mask it or whatever but yeah yeah little parallels yeah so then Simone's like no I'm good and Carter's like suit yourself like whatever and so someone like pointed out on Twitter that when Carter shows his badge he's holding it upside down and it's not even like the like the metal thing it's upright either like it's literally all just upside down it's completely upside down (laughs) it was just 
I didn't even notice it on the first watch, but then I'd seen it on Twitter. And so then when yeah. I did the second watch, I couldn't, like, uh-huh. get past that moment. I yeah. was like, oh, my God, this was so I mean, because, like, you could see it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearest day. It was upside down. And I'm like, how? It was just, why? yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, so I got to think though. that he took it out and he didn't even, like, look to see how it was before. Yeah. Like, he just, like, flashed it, but... Oh, yeah, funny. it was just it was funny. <laughs> yeah, was um, funny. so then the Emmy shares that the Jane Doe was found with water in her lungs and electrical burns on her lower extremities. Um, and they couldn't pull prints because she was in the water too long. So basically, like she fell apart on the table. Um, and they're like, you know, well, her face is still intact, and he says that that's because of the post mortem gas release made her buoyant. Basically, she was floating face up. Um, so then Carter kind of looks over to Simone and sees that she's like a little uneasy or whatever. And he's like, you know, you can step outside if you need to, but Simone's like, no, I'm going to be strong for her so that we can catch who did this. Um, so Simone sees a tattoo on her neck and it's the letter Q with a heart in it. And then Simone finds out that it's for the, it's the logo of the queen of hearts car club. So then we get the one little crossover moment that we had where Laura and Brendan meet up with Tim and like he gives them a rundown of the location where Bailey was trapped in the steel tank. Um, and Laura applauds them for getting Bailey out in time, but Tim's like, well, technically we didn't. Like she was dead when we got her out, but Chen saved her. Um, and so Brenson starts like breaking down the intricacies of the steel tank, saying, you know, it must have taken weeks to put together, planned for a while. Um, and all of that. And so then Laura's like profiling this guy, saying he's he's not spontaneous, he's organized and enjoys the prelude and sense of control. Um, and so he enjoys watching his victims come face to face with their fate. And then Laura notices like the welding on the side of the tank and says that the suspect took pride in building the tank. Basically, he enjoyed making it almost as he enjoyed almost as much as the killing. Um so like Carter and Simone are driving like we cut back over them and Carter's like you know I want to tell you that you'll get used to it but you know the bad ones will always be there when you close your eyes and so Simone talks about one of the kids that she knew when she was a guidance counselor and how she went missing and her remains like turned up and the case still isn't solved and so that like still eats at Simone um and so then, you know, they find out that, the, like, Simone gets a text or whatever, and there's a hit on their Jane Doe. They've got a name, Sadie Frank. And then Carter and Simone, like, go to talk to her roommate, who identifies Jeffrey, um, even saying, like, that she had met, like, even saying where Sadie had met him. Um, and he ter- apparently gave her a book, which she still has. So they're kind of, like, looking into it more. Um, so we get back to the bureau Laura's briefing everyone going through the profile she worked up and um Laura's like you know it's clear that Boyle has been honing his skills since before he met Roslyn but getting an apprenticeship indicates someone who has a strong desire for approval um and Laura argues that he was exercising demons from his past he craved acclaim from from a senior figure in his life like it's reasonable to assume that the subject will strike again. Like he's not alone or creates connection, all that. I love how serious Laura is in this. I mean, obviously she's, she's very like serious person. Like she, 
doesn't beat around the bush or anything but she is so like passionate and serious about this love that um so then laura ends the briefing with like this indicates someone who just doesn't see his skills as a means to an end but rather that ability to express himself she like killed it with profile yes she can do no wrong in my eyes ever (laughs) we love her yes so then we and carrie will get into the mark atlas stuff of it all later um Mm -hmm. but we cut over yeah we cut over to see jeffrey boyle in a junkyard looking around at this point he's ditched the beard ditched like the long crazy hair which i was right gotta be a wig yeah (laughs) i was so right (laughs) i was so i was just i was proud of myself guys because i was like he has to because I'm like I'm like Thomas Decker does not look like that normally. <laughs> so I'm like he has to have ditched the hair and the beard. Yeah. Like, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so he's looking around when a young woman comes up and dun dun dun. That's his next victim. So they talk about art. He tries to impress her like she does the same. He says that his name is Owen now. Um, and she shows him some of her work and like he offers to show her a semi-truck wreck on the other side of the junkyard and he quote-unquote leads her to it. Um, and this like the evil like smile and that like the music yeah. that they do like oh. But like I have to know did he like drug her or like blindfold her or something like I mean I don't know we were missing a part here how they went from that back to his place I was like we're missing it here um so then you know like we go over to the bureau Laura and Mark are walking and talking she's not happy that he's there he says that the last thing that she needs is like him undermining her um and we learn a little bit more about how she left BSU so like she carried out a box for box out of her office never looked back she didn't return any of his calls um and she's like you know i just needed a clean break we find out a little bit more about him and i almost wonder if we'll ever see him again too Mm. i don't know one can hope because they were cute Mm -hmm. um and he apparently got promoted and she's like well it only happened because i left their flirty banter was cute like i'm not gonna lie it was pretty cute Mm -hmm. So Garza then like comes out with the real name of Jeffrey slash Owen and his name is Eli Reynolds. So he was born and raised out of Denver. Um, and Garza asks Mark and Laura like what the odds are that he would go back home. And Mark's like, well, they're 50-50. But, you know, we'll gain insight about his development and that'll help catch him. So Garza's like, all right, Will's up. We're going to Denver. Um, and while they're in flight, the team is like doing more research on Eli, Laura, and Mark. Like, keep going at it, and I mean, everyone's just like really awkward in there. Like, poor Brendan. He's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, because so he had some good theories too. Yeah. Oh my God, no one ever like listens to him, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. listen to him more, please. Yeah. My dude is smart. Um. So then Garza like breaks them up, and he's just like. Carter, Brendan, and Mark are meeting with Eli Sad. Laura and Simone are going to do Simone's lead of extraordinary guidance counselor things. And, like, that's where we're all going to be. Um, so they're going to look at his childhood from two different angles. And, you know, Mark and Laura, like, made the best man win. So the guys meet with Eli's dad. And, you know, he's like, I don't know where my son is. We don't speak much. 
while Simone and Laura are talking about Eli's old, are talking to who I assume is Eli's old guidance counselor, not just like a teacher. Um, and you know, like it turns out he was troubled. There were signs of abuse, but like social services didn't do anything but look when he called. So the guidance counselor says that Eli slash Owen slash Jeffrey uh, told him that his dad held him underwater to test his endurance. Um, and so like after they find that out, Simone calls Carter and, you know, he's like, she's like, are you guys still with the dad? And um, so then Carter's like, no, we, they turn around um, and, you know, he's lying. Like he knows what the abuse was. So they get back to the house to see the dad burning the evidence because like, why wouldn't he? He's already talked to the cops. Um, next step is burn any evidence, apparently. So he's burning anything that could screen to sons like pathology and why he is the way he is. Um, and so then, you know, I think it was Brendan that was like, yeah, that screams accomplice. Um, and so there they say that he's, you know, looking to a, like to a life without the possibility of parole um and he was burning stuff because he knew that he would be blamed so the dad said that like why he did that was just because eli was born soft he was just trying to give him like a backbone and um brendan's like well maybe that torture is eli's twisted way of getting to know his victims and he wants them to know or to feel the way that he feels and suffer the way that he suffers so they understand them um which is interesting. And Brendan, you're on to something there. So then Garza comes in and says, you know, Denver Forensics found a pay-as-you-go phone at the bottom of the barbecue. A literal burner phone. And Mark adds that that gives Eli's profile. Like, it makes sense. Um, and he try and keep in contact with his dad to prove his worth. But, you know, hopefully the lab can get it working again and they should be able to get his location. So... Guards is like looks like we're all spending the night in Denver, the FBI way. And Carter and Mark put their heads down, and Brendan's like, "What's the FBI way?" We find out that it's two to a room at the cheapest motel in town, and Mark and Brendan are bunking up. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good," because there was when they were um going to like meet the dad or whatever. Mark was like, "It's Laura dating," and Brendan's like, "Oh, she's actually." And Carter just like cuts him off. So I was like, yeah, they're going to pick up that conversation, aren't they? And they didn't. But I was really hoping that they would. So we see them in the hotel room together. Brendan's socks. This is really random. Brendan's socks are, like, really fun. <laughs> Let's try. I didn't yeah, notice I know. his socks. That's funny. Yeah. Um. And then, I don't know, like, I noticed that on my – well, I also noticed that on the first watch. But, like, he's is he looking at, like, a food menu or something? <laughs> I mean, like, I whole food right there. Like, that would be me. As soon as I get into a hotel room, put my bag down, food. Yeah. Um. So then Mark tells Brendan, you know, that his theory about the subject testing the endurance of the victim was spot on and asked if he studied behavioral psychology. And Brendan's just, like, not even close, dude. Like, I, I was an actor before this. Um. And Brendan thanks him for his feedback and, you know, appreciates it because he doesn't get it, get it often, which is sad. And it needs to change. Like, again, this guy is smart and he has thoughts. Can we listen to them? So please and thank you. Um, but then Mark tells him 
to make everyone like respect what he brings to the table um and he's closer to being a profiler um you know just with being able to create backstories like an actor would i love how like he gave him a pep talk similar to how like nyla gave lucy a pep talk like mm-hmm. i mean mark doesn't know brendan yeah. so yeah um and then mark shares that laura's tough but like you know he tells brendan that when he lets her get to know his worth like she'll be super hard on him still but he'll have her respect um side note i loved all of the advice advice giving in this episode like there was advice coming from all sides Mm -hmm. so simone and laura are of course in a room together and simone like raided the vending machine um and laura's like there's no flaming hot cheetos um which i didn't think that would be like her go-to snack of choice i don't know why but i didn't i just couldn't tell she was like being like sarcastic or like facetious i don't know yeah i don't know but yeah i was like that is like of course i mean simone's right she was like you don't need them yeah (laughs) so yeah so then someone tries to get her to open up about mark and give her some advice and then laura's like well we were great partners and there's certain closeness but you know that's about it so then laura shares that it's complicated um and when she left dc like he reached out and she ghosted him just needing distance um so then you know someone's like so you hooked up and laura's like no we did not um and someone's like not discouraging like any kind of hookup now so brendan tells mark like back to the guy's hotel room brendan tells mark about his aversion to blood and asks him like or mark asks him if he's ever tried like BMAC, which is broad-minded effective affected coping to trick the brain. And Brendan thinks of sink puppies. Like that was his first thought. Um, which was just like adorable. And just the way that he sat there, he was like, the hamburger? And then yeah. he was like, sink puppies. And I was like, okay, we're At going first with I that. thought he said sick. Like yeah. S-I-C-K. And I was like, no that's not it yeah <laughs> i was like well, how is that supposed to be helpful and I then wasn't... he said it again i was like oh he meant sink okay yeah well i wasn't expecting him to say sink i was like just say puppies like <laughs> puppies yeah but the like little story was so cute yeah it was, it was. It. like it was brendan can also do no wrong in my eyes so also why did my <laughs> Why did my mind think of like the Airbond movies? I don't know why. I really don't. <laughs> I'm yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. Um, so then like we go back over to Owen and Mia and they're talking about wine and they're speaking I it seems like it was a metaphor to me. Um, and you know, they're kind of flirting, like he tells her that he has a special bottle of wine in the cellar and invites her to check it out. She declines, but like when she goes to the door, it's locked. She turns to use the other door, and that one's locked, too. And she turns around again to see him behind her in a creepy bird mask. Which, like, yeah, not terrifying at all. Because he, like, turns his head, like, the spooky way to him. Like, all right, you didn't have to do that in the mask. Like, you could have just let it be the mask. Um, Well, because I was, like, like, when I was, like, live tweeting, I was, like, hey bird mask coming is the bird mask coming is the bird mask coming and i was like there it is i was like okay it was yeah oh yeah 
It was a lot. So then, like, the next day, Laura and Simone meet up at the car, and Simone's like, you got in late last night. How was it? And Laura's like, it was better than I imagined. Um, So Laura then, like, can sense that Simone's not okay. Um, And Simone's like, yeah, I just see the victims, like, every time I close my eyes and imagine how terrified they were. And Simone asks Laura, like, how she lives with all of the darkness and Laura just reminds herself that there's more good than evil. Um, but, you know, it just feels like she's lying to herself sometimes. So then Mark and Brendan run up in muscle shirts. Yeah, like literally the they went for a run together. Yeah. I was like, bromance alert. And then like Mark literally like flashes his abs. And Laura looks and I'm just like, girl, I'm not, <laughs> not hating it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Garza and Carter come up as well, saying that the data on the burner phone is theirs, um, and they're on the way to Tucson now. So Laura suggests looking for building supply stores and places where he can store specialty items to build his torture chambers. And Mark's just like, yeah, we should check salvage yards too. Um, And it turns out that he used cash and has another victim. So we go back over to Owen Mia. I feel like they they spent a little bit of time with like Owen and Mia, but it was more like them figuring out the case, which makes sense. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like we didn't get a lot of time with like the actual suspect. Um, but we go back over to Owen and Mia. She's in like a steam box, breathing heavy, screaming to be let out. He opens up like some peepholes and tells her that if she's that she's suffering, um, and so he like. It gives her some water and tells her to be easy, though, because the steam will burn her faster than dry heat. So, and that she should pace herself because it's going to be a while. Like, I just, I don't even know. Like, I just have questions. How did he, like, find Rosalind? And how did she find him? I feel like that could have been the crossover part. Like, we didn't necessarily need to see him, like, torturing someone else. Yeah. Like, it just didn't, I mean, we didn't really get any, like, resolution on how Jeffrey and Rosalind, like, connected. I think we're just, like, supposed to infer that. Yeah. So then, like, when she asks why he's doing this, you know, he's just like, well, you're special. And I want you to see, and I want to see how the heat changes you and, like, who or what you become. Which is, like, really sick. Um... And so he wants her to tell him, like, how she's feeling. So the team then gets to Tucson and they go off to, like, they go off of what they know about his burner phone and that his location has to be, like, kind of deserted. So Brendan finds an address. They're on their way. They pull up to the house. Um, Owen gets a ping and, um, and he, like, sees the team, like, walking up or whatever. So he's on the run now. The guys go around the back of the house. They see the bird mask. Mark steps over a laser, sets off an explosion, and Garza and the ladies, like, bust in. Um, so while Carter moves, Brendan triages Mark's leg, and then that's where the BMAC thing comes in. Um, and Brendan's like, hey, it worked. And Mark's like, great. Now my leg, like, triage it. Mm-hmm. So we have Simone find Mia in the basement. She rescues her. Well, it's more so like Garza rescues her and gets her out. So, and then like Simone hears a thud and footsteps and then like you know, Owen's on the run. Laura's not far behind. Um, And Simone like 
is first from the team to like go on the run for him um and so then he gets him out on the ground and like he's just about to stab her with some kind of sword sword um until laura shoots him and cuffs him so we've got resolution on that but again like we never know how he met Roslyn. like was it through some message board was it like she reached out to him like we just don't know um and i feel like that again could have been where the crossover happened because we were missing a good portion of like how they even became connected um so then we hear that like victim assistance um you know reported that Mia's gonna be okay physically but like she's gonna carry the trauma with her for the rest of her life um and for forensics went through the house um in tucson and found like digital memory cards and he filmed every murder there were 12 victims in total which is even more sickening also does that like does he succeed Rosalind's number i don't know i think so um so then laura gives simone more advice um towards the end of the episode when we um you know laura says like we often come face to face with evil and we don't always come out on top. So you find your own good somewhere away from this job and you just cling on to it with everything you've got. And Simone's like, I do have something good. Like I'm going to go find Dina. And she even suggests that Laura take some of that advice as well. Um, and I don't know. I just, I loved all of like the moments between them, the scene, like this episode with like the hotel, the scene, um, yeah it was just it was good and then laura and brendan are walking out together and he's like looking at pictures of blood kind of excited that he can like look at them now since his blood phobia is gone which like i feel like it's such a brendan acres thing for him to like be excited about that like that man is just sunshine and laura is just like you just keep getting weirder and because he mentioned sink puppies and she's like yeah you're just weird so then uh, Brendan and Mark and Laura all like, you know, get into the same vicinity. And it appears that Brendan and Mark have shared phone numbers and that they're like buddies now. Like they've got like a handshake or whatever. And I mean, they did like share a hotel room. Like I would hope that they would like get somewhat close. Um, well, they shared a hotel room, but no one really knows how long Brendan was in there. So, <laughs> Yeah um but you know mark tells laura like when brendan's out of earshot that he could be a hell of a profiler one day and she's like yeah i agree but don't let him know that because his ego is already too big so yeah that's pretty much the gist of the feds episode i mean there is just a lot that goes on and i feel like it's just because they're the feds and so like everything is like so much bigger and like more in depth but yeah I feel like we don't spend a whole lot of time with the suspects to yeah. like really understand it. And then when we do, it feels like there's things missing. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But take us through Laura and Mark because they were kind of cute. Yeah, they were kind of cute. Although I do just have to say that like I liked the guest star like yeah. list that they had for this like part two of the episode. 
Yeah. There were just like so many people that I like instantly recognized from like other things. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, um, like Mark, for example, well, the actor that plays Mark's from like Once Upon a Time. And I was like, oh, I remember yeah. him. So, yeah. But um, for Laura and Mark, Mark's obviously the person Garza brings over from DC. Um, and as Jennifer mentioned, like, he and Laura used to be partners. Um, and he's also the one that interrupts Laura's lovely presentation on, like, you know, Jeffrey's psyche and how, like, I keep saying they, like, banter argue because it's literally all I can think of is, like, what they do. Um, so they go back and forth on, like, you know, why Jeffrey could possibly be so inclined to, like, show off his skills or, like, you know, how he kills. Um, and, I mean... I appreciated that he like tried to apologize and like but I can also understand why Laura was like it's okay I just needed a clean break you know like so she was kind of like still a little bit standoffish um and so like again like they're when they're on the plane they're like are going back and forth um and it's just like I don't know I think it's just me be like since I studied psychology like a lot of the same things that they uh like were talking about I just enjoy hearing like terminology be thrown around because they were talking about like all the sociopathic and like psychopathic tendencies and like what makes um you know like serial killers like abnormal in a psychological sense and they're like just you know doing all this to try to gauge you know which one's right about Jeffrey and so or well Eli I guess as we know him um and they like to do a lot of not like outright bets but like kind of you know because they're like may the best person win and someone's like oh we we will like yeah so they just have like a little bit of that like competitive uh nature like shared between like all of them then obviously like Laura and Mark like take it to another level because they're just like trying to one-up each other like the whole entire time yeah for sure and like I literally thought I was like okay enemies to lovers like I'm calling it now but like I had already thought that they like hooked up like I didn't realize when she was like oh no you have it wrong like we haven't hooked up yet when she was talking to Simone I was like oh okay yeah (laughs) I wasn't expecting that but okay um but like oh my god the transition though when carter was like hooking up while on a mission is like tacky and then like cut to laura outside yeah like okay i mean i will give them you know granted they did chat for a bit um you know just her saying how you know she was sorry that she had to you know i mean like because like when she left she like left him behind too and like you know they were like you know just not only were they partners they were like you know really close friends and so it's like you know they obviously like missed each other um and they hug which is what leads to their kiss which is leads to their obvious hookup so it's like there you go and again I gotta know though like (laughs) how did Brendan get back into the room (laughs) he got back into the room and if not where did he sleep because there's no way in hell that garza and carter would like let him into their room they would like 
I swear to God, he probably would like be sleeping like poolside before they'd let him into their room. Like, he probably was. He probably was. But I could also see him like going back. Well, wait, but how would he have went back to the room and been locked out when he has a key? That's true. But then it's like. But no, I know that. Like, I know. Oh I know that he did not walk in on them. He yeah. no. No, I could no. no. Was there like a sock on the door or something? Like, <laughs> no. But I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I could see him like going over to Garza and Carter's room and being like, Can I stay in here? Like just like his soft little puppy look. Yeah. Like could you imagine that Garza's like, No, you can't. And well, Carter backs him up like... and he's like, No, you definitely yeah. can't. I mean, maybe he ended up like bunking with like Simone or whatever because if Laura's in the other room okay, and yeah. like they're, you know, like best buds like platonically and whatnot. So it's like maybe so, because like yeah. Simone had no idea where the heck laura was that's true yeah like the night so i'm like i need to know these things i mean i really don't it's like the dumbest thing ever but like i just i really want to (laughs) know that's true yeah i never thought that like brendan could have went to simone's room yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but then like you know like they're besties like they could just stay up all night talking oh for sure but do we assume that brendan then knows that laura and mark hooked up because she was like, we got to keep this anything. on the down low. I don't know. Also, okay, did you notice that Laura sat down, sat down on Brendan's bed? I mean, again, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's not even a thing. But I noticed no, I did watch and I was like, hold up, hold up. No one move. Oh and God. I was like, literally keep it together. Like, it's chill. So it's not even anything major. And I was like, oh. I had to talk myself down from it. Like, I'm literally trash. Well, because, like, I was, like, I was, like, gauging his, like, facial expressions when they were talking about, like, when he and Mark were talking about Laura. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, like, they're talking about her and, like, one of them, like, likes her in, like, that way and the other one, like, barely knows her. Yeah. So it's, like, that's gotta be, like, an awkward, like, thing. Yeah. It's just, like, so many things. Because then, like, Mm -hmm. I think I tweeted it that I was like, wait, was that Brendan that was trying to tell Mark about Laura's love? Yeah. Like, Hello. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just really want to know. And I think I tweeted it on, or I tweeted a picture of a Tumblr post and yeah. was like, I wonder if Kevin would have anything to say on that. Because the man always finds tweets like about the rookie feds. Like, yeah, don't tag. I don't know how he does it, to be honest. Yeah. Because I didn't realize how much he was on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it though. Like, I seriously love it. He is, he's the one cast member from feds who is like the most active on Twitter. Like, the others are on Instagram. And so is he, but like he's the one that's most active on Twitter, which was so fun. So nice. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, Mark and Laura have chemistry. Like, I mean, distance is like one factor that kind of puts a little bit of like a wedge in between this like somewhat budding relationship. Um, But then, you know, another is the fact that Laura just wants to keep things like casual she's not ready for anything serious or long term especially after everything with her ex and so I thought it was cool that like you know Mark like I mean he didn't like want that to be the case because he wanted to like continue what they have but it's like he was still like accepting and like you know the 
they're gonna you know they continue to have fun while he's still in town and i'm like okay yeah i'm fine with that yeah yeah they were fun and i like them and i kind of hope that mark like comes back or like we see him again Mm -hmm. yeah or at least like a mention yeah like a one-off like that would be uh, yeah 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 but I mean, I thought it was just nice though, because Laura's like, you know, I'm like focusing on like finding myself, and I was like, yeah, you go, Laura. I was just, oh my god, yeah. just love her to death, love her yeah. character, love Britt Robertson. Yes, but, yeah. Ugh. I'm really just, I'm loving rookie feds. I really yeah. am. Like no, this, good. this show. I mean, the cast. You can tell that there's such a family off screen because, like, the relationships on the show between the characters just come yeah. through. So, yeah. um, and then for the last part, we have Carter and his wife, um, which is like an ongoing kind of C storyline. Um, but we see Carter yeah. on the phone with his wife. He tells her that like he's busy at work, and Gar, and then he tells Garza that it's his day to pick up his son. Uh, so we find out that Garza has been divorced three times and, you know, Garza's like, I'm here to help, whether it's advice or you need a good divorce lawyer, like, I'm your guy. Um, and Garza and Carter are, like, sitting out by the pool later in the episode and Carter shares that he finally took off his ring and then Garza's like, yeah, I threw my last ring out in the ocean. Like, emotionally it felt great, but not financially. Like, okay. Garza so funny in this whole yeah. entire like poolside scene i was like he really does have some like strange yet comforting like words of yeah his. and it's so like i don't know i feel like he doesn't mean to be funny but like he is yeah and felix just does amazing with it like yeah. felix just takes everything that he's given it seems like and just like blows it out of the water yeah yeah but then, like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize that, like, Garza had been divorced three times. Like, I don't know. I just didn't. I thought that he was, like, either married or just, like, perpetually single. I don't know. I mean, I knew he was, like, divorced. I know he mentioned it, but I didn't realize it was three times. Yeah. So then Garza shares, or not Garza, Carter shares that he's been sing- he hasn't been single in almost two decades. And his world just feels, like, off. And so Garza drops the advice that they say your first divorce is, like, your hardest. And he's like, but I think that's a lie. Um, by the time you hear three different women say that they made a mistake by marrying you, you start thinking you're the problem. And I'm like, oh, my God. I shouldn't have laughed, but I did just because Same. of how he said it. I was like, wow. He okay. just said it, like, so curtly. Like, yeah. you know, just blunt. Um so then Garza's like, you know, just enjoy your first divorce. And Carter's like, well, that's strange, but comforting advice. So thanks. Mm-hmm. And then Simone and Brendan, like, sit down, like, had the most opportune time. And she's just like, you know, the best way to get over someone is just to get under someone. And they motion to the girl on the other side of the pool deck. And Carter's like, no. And I did not ask <laughs> for your opinions. I love how yeah. Carter is just like, he literally does not want to put off with Simone's BS. No. Like, I just, I love it. So then yeah. Brendan's like, well, Simone is a pretty good wing woman. I mean, she can help you out. And, but then, like, Brendan's sitting alone at a ho- motel pool, and he's like, I don't know, that just seems kind of sus to me. And when he said sus, I was like, wait, we've got <laughs> Brendan Aker saying that. Like, I don't know, it's just too funny. Yeah. So, 
Carter's like, I did not ask for your opinions. Like, and I'm not hooking up with someone. And that's when he says that yeah. it would be tacky. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God. It's just I too just, good. Oh my God. It's just so funny though, because Brandon is like, so I'd pass and then smokes like I'd hit that. And I was like, okay, girl, we hear you. Like, yeah. Rock on. Like, so here for the oh, oh my god. Because she just does not care. She's just no. like, this is like, you know. I like who I like. I will say what I want. Like, that's that. And yeah. I was like, all right. It was just too good. And, and like, they were just so casual, too, because Brendan's like eating chips or whatever and smelling like yeah. I have a drink. I'm like, what? like, what do they think this is? Like a powwow? Well, even like Garza like had his shoes off and was, mm-hmm. I was just like, they're just straight chilling. And honestly, yeah. I wish that we had an invite because yep. I would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny too because even um Carter was like, Well then you go, like you be my mm-hmm. guest. And yeah, when someone was like, Honestly, I would. So yeah. it's just funny. Like that entire sequence. I was like, man, if only we had Laura there too, like <laughs> that would just be such a good team scene and them not like talking about work and everything. Mm-hmm. So then Garza and Carter are walking out of the bureau like after all of this and Carter asks him how long it took him to go on a date after his divorce and Garza's like after the hardest divorce it took me three years I was terrified of getting hurt so so I threw myself into the job and you know um Carter's like I'm a little afraid of dating but you know I'm even more afraid of like being disappointed and Garza's like only you'll know when you're ready it could be in three days it could be in three years like who knows um and so that's kind of where we leave it i also just love like the budding relationship that carter carter and garza have i think it's just it's really nice to see especially knowing now that like garza has been divorced and like he can really relate to um to carter so but yeah that's about it on rookie feds we have a couple of listener thoughts yeah, I'm so excited we have listeners. Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel like rookie feds is still, people are still warming up to it. I mean, they're in their first season, they're finding their footing. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. yeah. Um, so, Laura had said the rookie feds was uh, very good. And uh, I liked how the storyline concluded. It'll be interesting to see if more accolades pop up. Um, part two of the crossover with Chef's Kiss. Yes, yeah it was i mean if they had more accolades pop up that would just be really interesting that would i'd be terrified it's say like, what else could they possibly do well at that point i would wonder how they're all connected then are they all like in some online group or something Ugh. like it just Ugh. yeah i don't know because i know that like friends of ours that have watched that watch the rookie more so and like um I mean, even just people like last week with the rookie, they were like that just didn't feel like that climactic. It didn't feel like it was a true ending for Rosalind, especially like have after all that she had like we've seen for her and everything. And I mean, I agree. So I feel like it can't be over yet, but I also feel like it's over. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Alora had said, I think the rookie feds um going from strength to strength it's i'm so glad that it's been picked up for a full season and i'm really enjoying getting to know the characters and feeling like they're 
finding their rhythm with it now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bless Turtle said, uh, I repeat my criticism of 504 in that this didn't oh this didn't feel like a fully fledged crossover. Um there was literally just one scene with Tim and that was it. Um maybe it was like expecting too much but aside from that um they loved the episode overall um they're glad Rosalind's like no longer a threat to anyone as far as we know anyway um and that her accomplice uh was caught Mm -hmm. um Janine had said yeah not an exact crossover in my opinion first didn't like Laura going at it with Tim she shouldn't be questioning his childhood like that um, and she said, I guess they were looking for the killer of Rosalind in a way, but in my opinion, yes, they found the guy that created the trap. He was literally just one of Rosalind's cronies. I really still believe that her accomplice that shot her is still out there, and I think that's Chris. She said, Laura hooked up with her old partner, and that was quick. And she said, Simone telling Carter the best way to get over somebody is to get under them. I was cracking up. I'm really liking the partnership they have created with one another. I can't wait to see more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There were things like people were talking about this because was this a sneak peek that was dropped about like Tim and Laura? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was going at him about his childhood. Like she doesn't know him besides no. those, like two seconds that she met him in that scene yeah. and then in that one other scene. Like, because I mean, everyone. I mean, like, just because I, like, studied psychology, too, so I can, like, yeah. kind of understand what she's saying. It's, like, literally everyone has some kind, I mean, it might not be as, you know, complex or, um, you know, filled with, you know, like, scars and, like, war stories and stuff from childhood. But everyone does have something from their past that makes them yeah, who they are. So I think she was just showing that in general profiling can be a helpful tool like i didn't really see it as like a personal no uh, like attack at tim well and okay when i think about like tim's past literally no one else on the rookie besides lucy knows about it in my eyes right like not Uh, even angela so like there's uh, no way that i don't think that laura would know about it no i don't see it because she's not like She's not pulling a Selena and having this like no. aura from Tim, you know. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, because I mean, yeah, psychology has to get personal, but then there are like general, mm-hmm. uh, like observations that someone can just make. You don't even have to be no. in a, uh, you know, psychological profession. Yeah, not really. Well, and even like I don't know, like I said, like she's literally seen him in two scenes. Like yeah. for maybe twenty minutes, like yeah. it just, yeah. I don't. I mean, and maybe maybe his reaction kind of like cued mm-hmm. that he's like felt something from that, but yeah, I don't know. Tim is. I mean, because like, she profiled Brendan, yeah, and you know was like only a little bit right, yeah, Not totally right. Yeah, it's just a, it's a skill mm-hmm. that she happened to put to use. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. Like, what do you think? Is Rosalind Shooter still out there? Or was that Jeffrey Boyle? 
I literally thought it was Jeffrey slash Owen slash Eli slash whatever the hell else name. I I thought it was him because I thought since they found the the tiny bird mask that and then he wore the big bird (laughs) big bird. Sorry, that was funny. Um, (laughs) You know the regular size like bird mask. Then I was like, yeah. Oh, okay yeah it has to be him yeah when they were like know. you know planning out you know where the sniper could shoot from i'm like yeah i don't know part of me is just like they're done with the wrestling stuff yeah but then who the heck knows yeah like know. i'd be surprised if they did something else with it yeah i don't know i i don't really think that there's another accomplice out there at least the one that shot her i think that could have been jeffrey but then again we didn't even see them like question jeffrey nothing like we don't know how they met we don't know if he actually killed her i don't think the fbi is the team that questions them but yeah but then it's like it doesn't really make much sense though because like why would he kill her like what would he gain from that right because he still had his um you know death especially yeah especially if he likes watching his victims like suffer like, yeah. what would he have gotten from shooting Rosalind? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, this storyline, like, it makes sense, but it also doesn't. So, yeah. who knows? Yeah. But, that was it on the rookie and the rookie fed. Do we have any other notes? I feel like we're all, like, talked out. <laughs> no. Because you can just go on my Twitter about me screaming about all the people that I know from other shows that were on this the specific crossover <laughs> part two. Yeah. That I was so happy about seeing. So, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just good. There's two good, good, solid episodes that we talked about. Yeah. Here, yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you guys still want to chat with us hang out with us you can find this on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts um you can find this individually on twitter as well i'm at jstark 804 and i'm at carrie hyman and we're also on tiktok now you guys can find us at the shop talk pod underscore um i haven't put out a new tiktok in a few days and like i need to get on that so yeah Stay tuned for more chaos over there um, because I am being on, I'm getting on TikTok more on my personal and finding like sounds to use and trying to not make them all Chenford based, but yeah, it's kind of a little difficult when you're Chenford obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Jennifer, Jennifer is putting in all the work with that. Cause I literally, <laughs> I, I am like, I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> about anything tiktok i really don't so but yeah i mean it's fun like i like i love how they turn out i just have no idea how to make yeah that's that is all her if you want to give kudos that is all that is all her i will we'll we'll work on one we'll we'll have to (laughs) okay um but yeah if you liked this episode of shop talk uh we would really appreciate if you left us a rating and review, it would help out the podcast so much. Um, and make sure to check out our Tee Public store. We've got some rookie merch. Um, and then next week we'll be covering episodes 506 of The Rookie and 105 of The Rookie Feds. Until then, check out the new episode of Rookie Feds airing tonight. If 
you're listening to this on Tuesday. Um, and we'll see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Go get them, boo.